Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh boy, everybody, we have a really great episode for you guys today. That's that's one that's one way you could call it. That's one thing you could say. But before we get into what is undoubtedly Henley and Emily's favorite movie of all time. <laughs> We got a shout out some of our patrons and first up we've got a new champion for actors rights holding Woo! down holding down the fort maggie McAllister. welcome maggie we so happy to have you here welcome maggie um we're also happy to have this group of people who joined tony fucking colette's inner circle keeping it strong mm-hmm. and building that inner circle tony is thrilled she told us all about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um she's loving having all of you here and you are Corey trego erdner stella malk lee asf robin f sasha holguin kiki hedden Haley foley chelsea eric Rykin, and lauren Connolly. Mm. Wow. Welcome. my favorite my favorite song I really thank you, and I, and I did practice that song. <laughs> and we also have a couple of people who have upgraded this week. Um, they dipped their toe in our Patreon, and they said, "Hey, oh, let's uh, dive dive right in head first. Um, and that is Katie Saint Germain and Sophie Lohmeyer. Welcome. Thank you for diving in. Thank you, guys. Dipping a toe, foot, whole head, wherever you're, (laughs) however much you're in that pool, we're glad to have you. We love you. Thank you so much for supporting us. It really means a lot. And we are so sorry for what's about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. And here you go. Here you go. This is Emily. Henley. And Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and I just got that thing, Henley, that you got one time where I got nervous that I was going to forget how to speak, and where I, where I was, I just blacked out. Sometimes, sometimes by the end of my intro, I'm, I feel like I'm only listening to myself. No, I'm not speaking. Do you know what I mean? Does that, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, it I like just has, got pretty detached Yes, it from like the gets whole. away from me, and I'm like not the one saying it. It just is happening. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, anyway. I know. There's always there's always a fear that I'm gonna fuck up saying my name. I'm like, you've said it so many times, Henley. You can say it one more time, Henley. Henley, you've it's said it. Okay, Henley. I know it. <laughs> well, we got through it. We did the first. We did the first I part. Think we did great. I think so far this is going really well. Um, <laughs> what's up with us? <laughs> well, well. 
We had um, uh, an interesting week here in the United States of America. Hmm. Um, How so? For those of, for yeah, those of you, you mean, like, for those of you oh, who may not have coup? been following the news, oh, right. there was a attack on our nation's capital um, that we all watched happen unfold in real time, mm-hmm. and I think we're all still processing what happened. Yeah, it was real, real surreal, very bad. All around. I didn't like it, personally. I didn't like it. If we're talking about the coup, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, you're referencing the coup? Oh, the coup? Not for me. Oh, coup. No, it wasn't for me, personally. I'm going to pa- pass on the coup. Um, it's, it's fun to talk about these things lightly. Um, yeah, we love to laugh. We we love to laugh about horrible violence. It really... Um, no, but in yeah, in all seriousness, I, I don't really know... What to say about it? I think we're all just waiting to see how our Congress reacts, whether there's any actual clear action that's taken. Hopefully there is and people are held accountable for their actions. But we're at a weird turning point in our country. And people, and not just not just civilian people, no, like the people, the, the like people, politicians, politicians that that their rhetoric is what led to this happening. There are many yeah, the people, people in power. Yeah. Including uh, the number one number one guy in power, Donald <laughs> Trump. Including, including our number one guy. <laughs> we love him. We love him here on the pod. He's number one for us. He's number one. <laughs> but this one time, we do want him to be held accountable as much as he's our top guy. <laughs> he's our top guy. <laughs> oh, it's oh. funny to laugh about it um oh, i really boy. just similarly to my intro on this podcast i get to a point where some of this stuff where i'm i like i'm se- i feel separate from my body in my experiencing mm-hmm. of it which is kind of why sometimes i'm just like isn't this <laughs> because i just right. like can't um yeah it's too much it's yeah too I, much to to take in for real i feel it sitting on the top of my brain as if my brain is a frozen lake you know mm-hmm. mm. that's a perfect i love that image mm-hmm. yes you can see it i can see it but it's not getting through <laughs> yeah it's not getting through anytime soon <laughs> one crack and oh boy um but right now not getting through well a nicer thing that happened this week is that the bachelor started <laughs> it did indeed and boy, oh boy. And that's my, I don't know if you guys remember, but that was my New Year's resolution. The one New Year's resolution <laughs> so I had. So and you know what? You know what, Henley? In thinking about it more, I think it's going to be my New Year's resolution as well. To continue <laughs> watching The Hell Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. I think we can fulfill this one, Sammy. I think we can do it. I think so. I believe in us. Um, but yeah, we are in a in a Bachelor League, which is pretty fun. Um, I I just have a feeling that that is going to really keep me keep me going through the next mm-hmm. next couple weeks here, next couple months. I guess That's- I guess I don't really know how long it lasts, but I may have seen some spoilers online. I'm hoping those were wrong, just because Emily, I, I forgot don't about that. Like spoilers, um, a unique thing about me. Um, so I'm kind of upset about that. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm a little confused about when they filmed it because it looks like the intro is in like deep fall. I think like October. But it looks like almost like they started filming it in like November and it's only January now. So I'm a little confused about the timing on this whole. Well, it happens fast. (laughs) 
<laughs> they go from meeting to engagement in like two months, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, has, I no, guess that, that makes part, sense. You are correct about how confusing it is, but that is just how it works. But I do. I think oh. it was because also it's like Pennsylvania. So that, I think it, it looks like that earlier. They're like in the mountains in Pennsylvania or something like that. So it would be like very autumnal in like October. Yeah. I think I just imagined that it was October. I don't know why that's my guess, but that's what I think that it was. Well, usually the leaves are turning in like late October as a as the resident East Coaster on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to speak for the East Coast Speak for it. And it just they didn't they didn't turn to like really late in New York this year. That's why part of the reason why oh, I was yeah. thrown, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's. <laughs> Talking about the leaves changing on the bachelor. What do you think it happened? <laughs> we you like can't even for... begin to talk about the fucking coup, but we are breaking down the timetable of leaves changing <laughs> in this season of The Bachelor. Oh boy. Well, I'll, I feel like I mean a lot's up this week apparently, but I have I have a pretty big thing. Oh, what's your Tell thing? Us. I bought a car today. Ooh! <gasps> you buy the little car, the little yellow car. I bought a little yellow car, and I am so happy with my little yellow car. I can't even. I love it so much. It's crazy how much I love this car. I've never been a person who loves their car. I've just always you just have a car that is you know safe and works and gets good gas mileage and that's all of it i've never like wanted to love my car like whatever um mm-hmm. but it was old and i've got a big birthday coming up and so with like quarantine and i'm not gonna take any trips and i don't fucking need anything i was like you know i'm just gonna like ask for the only gift from people like my my family and also like save my shit and just trade my car and like get a new car and that's just what i'm gonna do and then i found this little yellow car and it is so cute. It's very cute. What what kind of car is it? It's a Chevy Sonic. Any Sonic heads out there? Let me know. <laughs> Sonic heads. It's so yellow. I'm gonna be driving this like little tiny yellow thing around town, and I fucking can't get over it. But I'm also kind of simultaneously scared. I already got nervous about like, what if I scratch it while I'm parking? Like I've like I'm like nervous to care You're about it this much. Mm-hmm. Which is like, how does anyone? Like have children. <laughs> like I'm scared about my car. <laughs> anyway, but that's that's. I mean, it's like the only thing that's happened to me in a while. Congratulations, that's a big. Thing. It's a big deal. A big it's a big deal. Thank you spend you. so much time in your car. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be like your second home. Yeah. Also, cars oh, are expensive. They are. Yeah. It, this wasn't really what expensive. it was. You know, I, I and I was prepared, but it still is crazy to be like, okay, I know, buying a car. I guess. <laughs> Oof, pretty yeah. wild but then you are unreasonably happy in your little yellow cartoon car and it's, <laughs> it's all, all worth, it. worth it oh i'm so happy for you emily i'm so excited and truly the car makes me happy the car is it's like a such happy a happy car. car it's a little happy car mm. yeah it's very exciting well are you guys ready to feel a lot less happy <laughs> yes uh. God, i was waiting for you to ask uh. sammy you had to open that door because you i guess we actually have to not gonna like no <laughs> this week's but, movie. but the title is nice. The title is nice. This week's movie is Funny Games. The two thousand. What, what could be bad? That sounds nice. Is fun games? I love a funny game. <laughs> uh, it came out in two thousand seven. 
written and directed by Michael Haneke, starring Naomi Watts, Tim Roth, Michael Pitt, and Brady Corbett. It's going to be, it's, it's lighthearted. It's light-hearted. So it's lighthearted. We're going to have a few laughs and then we can all sleep well tonight. Exactly. Uh, uh, oh. No, actually, I watched it last night and I had fucked up dreams. No. <laughs> you did? I did. Did it really scare you, Sammy? No, I'd seen did it, it before. I saw it when it came out. I think I saw it in theaters, but, you know, that was 13 years ago now. So it was kind of like seeing it for the first time again, aside from remembering, mm-hmm. you know, some some of the bigger things. But yeah, I don't know. Something about it just just snuck in there in my brain and really came out to get me in the night. <laughs> oh, God. I've been having crazy dreams recently, too. I wonder if it's because of like, you know. It's probably because you knew you were going to hear about this movie. You probably knew. <laughs> you know what that tune means, everyone. Welcome to Cocktail Hour. It's the best time of the week. This week, our movie involves quite a bit of suffering. And so in honor of that, we'll be making a suffering bastard. The ingredients for this drink are one ounce bourbon, one ounce London dry gin, half an ounce of lime juice freshly squeezed, two dashes Angostura bitters, ginger beer to top, and mince sprig for your garnish. Add the bourbon, gin, lime juice, and bitters into a shaker with ice and shake until well chilled, about 30 seconds. Strain into a glass over fresh ice, top with ginger beer, and garnish with a mince break. Cheers! Not a lot of trivia, but I think it is one really important piece of trivia is that it is a remake of the 1997 version, same name, same writer, same director, uh, Michael Haneke. He did a literal shot-for-shot remake, which I haven't heard of anybody else doing that. He basically, the original is in German. He is Austrian. And Mm. he intended this film for an American audience. And obviously American audiences don't take as well to you better foreign put films. it in english put it in english <laughs> and so i i thought maybe someone asked him to make an american remake i'm pretty sure he just of his own volition was like well i better make an american an english version as well and so and also was 10 years later like well why mess with a good thing i'm gonna make literally the exact same movie <laughs> Wow. That is wild. I'm sure that this has happened before. I've never heard of it, but I was just had a thought, which is we talk sometimes about how we're excited for them to eventually remake the Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what if they just did shot for shot (laughs) remakes (laughs) with new with new actors? Oh man. So bizarre. It's very bizarre. But so this because of that, this is one of the only movies that I feel like that I have heard that the American remake is actually better. I have not seen the Austrian, the original. Um, I'm sure it's, you know, pretty comparable. I, I think they're pretty... Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's Sound better the in what way they speak English? I think like, because, because the actors, I think, are better. I think Naomi Watts sense. is very good in this. I mean, they're all really good in this, so... Is it... And did it do well once he made his American version? I don't think so. I don't... All I right. think... It's I'm you know, I didn't write this down, so this could be wrong. I think the budget was 15 million and I think it made back half of that. I think it made like eight in box office. Mm. So 
No, and the original did not make m- much money either. I don't think so. Not a <laughs> huge, a- not a huge success. <laughs> honestly, I love the confidence to be like, you know what? Nope. I'm, I'm, do, I'm gonna do it again. I'm doing didn't, it again. Didn't work again, huh? Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, well. I, I did actually read something with it where he said at least now he can like know that it wasn't because it wasn't in English. I think it was literally oh. literally just oh. nagging him for ten years. He was like, it didn't do well because it wasn't in English. <laughs> You'll see why the movie didn't do well. It's not because it's a bad movie, in my opinion. But people hate this movie for other reasons. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Well, uh, you don't love to hear that. Um, <laughs> and this is his only film to not premiere at Cannes. Michael Haneke's. Um, and then this, you know, I won't say it because it's kind of spoilery. Because you guys don't know anything about this movie, right? No, no nothing. Nothing. Let's, no spoilers, yeah, Sammy. Let's not even go there then. I will say that this trailer is one of the earliest trailers that I remember really, really loving. Because, I mean, Ooh. this was right after I graduated high school and was in college, kind of deciding what I wanted to do. And I think this was one of the trailers that I got pumped about trailers for. It inspired oh, you. Cool. And now it's kind that's of funny because really it's a little dated, at least to me it seems, but I, it's still great. So let's watch it. What is it, honey? There's someone here. Hello. Sorry to disturb you. I'm staying next door. Please, come in. Wow, that's a really great set of clubs. Mr. Farber. What? You want to call someone? An ambulance? Or or the police? Why are you doing this? Have a seat. Please. I'm Paul. We're going to make a bet now. You bet that you'll be alive tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and we bet that you'll be dead. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Catch the tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Why don't you just kill us? You shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. Awesome, really, really. It's a great trailer. I I was smiling the whole time. You guys were not. <laughs> oh man. Well, let let's just do it. Launch, yeah, launch right in. Let's do it. Okay, so we start with a f- family driving on a freeway. They're driving to their like vacation home type thing. We get a overhead shot and classical music playing. And it's a mother, father, and son. So family of three. The mom is Naomi Watts. Dad is Tim Roth. Their names are Anne and George. And the son's name is Georgie. Confusing. And, you know, I'm going to guess he's 10. 
Okay. I thought you okay. knew I was going to ask you that question. That was going to be the first thing out of my mouth was how he's, old is this kid? He's pretty cute. And I know I've previously said that all kids are eight, but I feel like this one might be 10. This, this one might 10. be 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so they're playing a game in which... The first game of the movie. The first, first game of the movie. Game. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the games f- have begun. Let the funny games begin. <laughs> it's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. They are listening to classical music and trying to get the other one to guess who the composer is or what like opera oh, it's from. I love from. that game. And we, so it's, we've all played that game. <laughs> oh, that game? <laughs> yes, very funny. That's a funny game. And once you once you guess correctly, you get to put on your own classical song. Oh it's like, my God. Seems like a very um, rich person game. They're they're um, carrying a boat on the back of their truck. They they look like a rich mm, mm-hmm. you know white family headed to their vacation home mm-hmm. guessing mm-hmm. their classical composers mm-hmm. as they're driving the title pops on and it starts playing like thrash metal it's a jump scare like cabin in the woods does the same thing and i didn't remember that this movie did it so it got me <laughs> <laughs> first jump scare okay they pass some neighbors that are playing golf and 
stop the car next to them and they're yelling out like, hey, no fair, no practicing. Like they have plans to play golf with them mm. the next day, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's a couple and two guys and the couple is who they're friends with and the guy from the couple is like, oh, haha. He's just kind of weird and mm. stiff. And they're like, are we going to see you guys tomorrow for breakfast? And he says, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see you then. And she says, actually, we need help getting the boat into the water. Can you come by to help us get the boat in the water? And he's quiet for a bit. And then he says, sure, sure, I'll, I'll be there in 20 minutes. So just kind of a weird interaction. Okay. And as as the family, Anna, George and Georgie are driving away, um, she's like, who are those guys that were with them? I, and he's like, oh, I don't know, maybe um, nephews or something. Probably nephews. Probably nephews. So it was it was the couple they were going to play. It was the couple they were going to play golf with, plus two other guys. Mm hmm. OK, got it. Um. So they get to their their house, their home. And. Uh, they have. They also have a dog. The dog's name is Lucky. Oh uh -uh. Jesus Christ! Just <laughs> no. like fucking twist Asking the knife for on trouble. that one. Asking for trouble. No. A dog named Lucky in a horror movie. No thanks. <laughs> oh, we'll pass on that. Just like we passed on that coup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, not for us. Not for not us. Not for us. Not for us. Thanks. And and is putting food away in the fridge and putting her you know suitcases down or whatever and George and Georgie go out by the boat or they're taking the boat off the back of the car to move it down to the water and then the neighbor comes over I can't remember his name but uh let's call him Fred it might be Fred <laughs> sounds sounds like a neighbor's name he comes mm -hmm. over with one of the guys, the potential nephews, and he's acting a little strange. And we meet the other guy. His name is Paul. He is wearing all like an all white golf outfit, including white gloves. Mm. Yeah, he introduces him as this is Paul. It's kind of a weird little interaction. They're like, OK, nice to meet you. Are you going to be playing with us tomorrow? And Paul's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, no. And <laughs> and so they, they go down to the water to help push the boat in. And then Paul and Fred leave. Okay. And then Anne is in the kitchen getting steaks out of the freezer, cutting up some steaks. She's on her phone calling... I guess another neighbor, they know other rich people in this vacation neighborhood and is cutting up the steaks. And then we see her son come in and standing in the door frame and he's looking kind of weird. And she says, what's up? And he says, there's somebody here. And mm -hmm. she walks out of the kitchen into the hallway and we see someone who looks very similar to Paul, mm. the other the other guy that was there with them in the beginning. But he's it's he's not Paul, but he introduces himself as like, oh, I just met you. Oh, that's confusing. Is he also wearing all white? He is clothes? wearing black shorts, but the rest is all the same. Yeah, all white. 
she's like, oh, right, of course, come on in, lets him in. And he says, you know, your neighbor, whatever her name is, Mrs. So-and-so, was wondering if she could borrow some eggs. She sent me over here for some eggs. She's cooking something tonight and just needs four eggs. And we see Anne has a dozen eggs. And she says, okay, no problem. Let me get that for you. Uh, do you need the carton or can you just carry them? He's like, I can just carry them. That's fine. And he's, su- I mean, I guess I should say that he's very creepy right Ugh. off the bat. His voice is very whispery, kind of sounds like Michael Jackson. He's like, could I just, we just need four eggs for the meal. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. And very soft spoken and very, oh, thank you. We would really appreciate four eggs. Thank you so much. So she gives him four eggs. He's just going to hold them in his hands and walk with them. And he's like, okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow for the for playing golf or whatever they're going to do. And as he walks out, he goes off camera and we just hear the eggs crack. And he's like, oh, shoot. Oh, my God. And she walks out and sees that he has dropped them right on in the doorway all of them all of them all four of them oh shoot oh shoot shoot. and she is very polite and like oh it's okay it's not a big deal um not the worst thing that can happen let me let me help you get some towels starts cleaning them up he's like oh thank you so much Oh, you're so kind. This is so nice. I'm so sorry that I've made such a huge mess. You're so nice. Oh, I hate this so much already. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, she's like, okay, well, we're we're actually making eggs for breakfast tomorrow. So I don't know what to do now. And he says, well, you still have eight, right? Like I could take four more. You'd still have four for breakfast. There's only three of you. And she's like, um... Don't tell me how many eggs I eat. (laughs) She's like, uh... Okay. And then she says, Hank, how did you get in here? Because the the property is gated. There's Mm. a big metal gate outside. And he says, oh, I came through uh, the fence by the water. Or I came through by the water. And she says, but you're not wet. And he says, not in the water. There's a hole in the fence by the water. I came in by the water. It's like your neighbor showed me that there's a hole there. So I just came through there. She's like, okay. And she starts getting the eggs together again. And she's like, do you want the carton this time? And he says, whatever you think. If you insist, I'll take a carton. And she's like, okay. Gives him the carton, takes the other four eggs out for herself. And then as he goes to reach them, he he hits her phone and it falls in the sink full of water. Oh, and she's shit. like, oh, my God, damn it. And pulls it out. Her phone is broken. He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so clumsy. And she's like, you know what? Can you just maybe just leave before, you know, anything else happens? Just take the eggs and go. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've caused such a problem. Thank you so much. I, I'll take the eggs. Thank you. And goes to to leave. Oh, God, this is awful. <laughs> this is this. fucking awful. And then we hear she's she's back in the kitchen. He's seemingly left. And 
we hear Lucky just barking and barking mm. and barking. And she comes back around the corner and now both of the, bo- the, the guys are in there. No, no, no. And so Paul, Paul is the first one. Paul is Michael Pitt. So he took the eggs and just stayed in her house. Well, so the dog is barking outside of the of the entrance to the house. And Paul says Peter's scared of dogs. And so as he went out, he says the dog, the dog jumped all over me. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, he's like, well, and then I dropped the rest of the eggs. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I think for sure the problem with this movie was that it wasn't in English. (laughs) (laughs) So Anne is apologetic and but also confused. It's like, well, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I can go tie him up so you guys can leave. Then Paul sees that they have set two bags of golf clubs right by the entrance and he's like oh my god look at those what are those callaways those are beautiful <sighs> like may i and she's like i i guess and he goes and pulls a golf club out <laughs> no it's already stressful no and he's like may i take him for a, a test spin she's like okay if that makes you happy and so he he grabs a ball, a golf ball and goes outside and leaves peter in there with her i like don't want to hear what happens i I, like genuinely just don't want to know i think that i am done i think i'm done i'm done you know what it is you know what it is which is so hard to listen to it's i absolutely hate any situation where like someone is forced into doing something because of social niceties yes which is so real it, I'm truly like, what would I if someone like is weird and like, but I need more eggs. Like, would I? How do you go? <laughs> right. Because um, it's not it's not explicitly like aggressive. It's just like and you might see them. Then it's just like you just feel weird mm-hmm. and and you're also a little you, scared because you're like alone in your house with this right, like stranger. And like, how do they even get in here? Part of me in my mind, it's like, damn, I wish I just had CIA training and could fucking pull a gun on a guy like this. <laughs> but in reality reality i would be totally fucking screwed yeah this would not be good i would not want to be in oh this situation. i do not yeah. want to hear what happens to lucky but i do not feel like it's gonna go well yeah no probably not <laughs> but so uh. then we cut to george and georgie on the boat they're kind of getting it ready you know put in the sails up boat talk for our vessel heads boat, yeah mm. they're doing boat stuff <laughs> they're doing boat stuff you love to see it you absolutely love jibs to see it. and starboard <laughs> starboard 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 <laughs> love me a jib oh you gotta have the jib mm. And you hear Lucky barking and barking and then really whimpering and then going quiet just from a distance. So we don't have to see it. We don't see God. anything. OK. Does Anna hear that? Um, Anne? Anna. Anne? Anne. Unclear. No, I don't think so. But it seems like she should have. She was closer to it than they were. But I think they play it off like she didn't. And mm. so Paul comes back into the house it's like wow great club works great i love it uh thank you so much we'll just take the four the other four eggs and go 
<laughs> so fucked up. And she's getting annoyed and she asks, she's, she says, she's, no, you know what? You guys need to just leave. And Paul says, why are you being so unfriendly all of a sudden? Was Tom rude to you while I was gone? And he calls him Tom, which he called him Peter before, which I think is very creepy. Mm. Ugh, no. Mm. And then he turns to him and is like, Tom, were you being rude? Were you being rude in my absence? She's like, no, I just want you to leave. And he's like, well, well I don't understand. Like, what did we do? Like, we just need the eggs. Like, this is You a- took all my eggs. <laughs> <laughs> then George comes in. Thank God. And at this point, Anne is, you know, upset and asking them to leave. And George comes in and Anne kind of grabs Paul to try to push him out. And George, because he doesn't understand the situation, is like, whoa, Anne, like, calm down. What's happening? And like, is not immediately on her side. And so she gets what what do you have to gain from walking in and and not being on your wife's side? What is what do you think? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then right Right afterwards, though, as she's walking away, he he does. George does turn to her and go, what's what's going on? Um, And why do you want them to leave? And she says, maybe I have my reasons. And why do I need to say them to you? And he he he, he looks like, OK, he believes her. And so he turns to them and asks them to leave. And he's like, I don't know what's going on, but obviously I don't have all the information and it would just make it easier if you guys would just leave. And Paul says, this is all a huge misunderstanding. Basically, we just need these four eggs. And oh we know that you have the four eggs and we'll just take them and then we can go. And this can all be cleared up. Like there's no reason for anyone to be angry or upset. We'll just take the eggs and we'll be out of your hair. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and George is also annoyed with them now at this point. He's like, no, you know what? You got to go. Starts walking towards the door to open it to show them out. And we hear George from one of the guys. Anne is in the other room now. She's like stormed out. And he turns around and says yes. And we see a golf club come down on him, mm-hmm. hits him, ah! and he collapses onto the ground. They've hit his his leg really, really hard. Mm. Oh, you know what? Sorry. Before that, things escalate between them a bit first. And... He says something, George says something to them like, you better watch your tone, young man. And he says, you better watch your finger, old man, because he's waving his finger in his face. And George slaps him. George slaps Paul first. And so and then he's like, get out of my house. And then that's when they hit him with a golf club. Oh, Jesus. So he deserved it. Well, it's just going to be spoken about that way that he started it for. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I fucking hate this. <laughs> and you it's, guys are I can't not gonna stand like it. it. I can't stand it. And like all that's happened so far is eggs. And I, I know. hate it. Mm-hmm. It's just you know it's it. gonna get so much worse. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but keep going, I guess. I mean, let's <laughs> just find out. You. Oh boy. So Anne hears George is screaming and Georgie and Anne both run in and run to him to to hold him and comfort him and what the hell's going on and they kind of the three family the family of three is kind of huddled together on the ground looking scared looking up at Paul and Peter slash Tom and they say do you want to call someone your neighbors maybe the police like go ahead we're not going to stop you 
and he uh george turns to Anne. she looks at him and says my phone is broken he my phone fell in the water i don't have we can't call anybody does he and not have a phone he, he not on him at this moment mm. no then george says to them why are you doing this and they say why not oh mm. no no <laughs> And no, then nope, Paul no. says, let's play a game. It's no, a guessing. No. It's a guessing game. Mm. And, and it's like daytime. It's daytime. Right? And that makes it God scarier, it. I think. <laughs> yeah. And so he says it's a guessing game. And he pulls a golf ball out of his pocket. And he holds it up. And he says, what is this? They're you know quiet for a second. Then George looks at him and says, "It's a golf ball." He says, "That's right. It's a golf ball." And why do I have it? And they're kind of quiet. And he says, "Anne knows." Anne, why do I have it? She says, "You were gonna you were gonna test the golf club." And he's like, "Right." And I didn't, cause look, here's the ball. But I did hit something. So what do you think I hit? Like, uh, why do I still have the ball? Uh, disgusting. And disgusting. And puts it together and says, where is he? And uh, realizes that lucky was not lucky. Jesus Christ. Then Paul says, let's go. Let's go find him. Oh, my God. And takes Anne outside. And we see. She's crying and kind of walking around outside and he's going cold, cold, ice cold, ice cold, warmer, cold again, warmer. And as she gets she she does a like circle around their their car. Uh, it's like SUV and realizes every time she gets close to the car, it gets warmer every time she moves away from the car, colder she moves to the trunk of the car he's like hot hot boiling hot and as he is in the foreground of the frame and she is further away and he turns and looks right into camera and winks no so he breaks the fourth wall oh yeah baby <laughs> what the fuck? and then she opens the trunk and out falls lucky and he is dead dead little Dead little dog. What kind of dog? It's like a little golden retriever. Cute <gasps> one. God damn it. That's what oh. I was picturing. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Uh, back in the house, Peter is says to Georgie, could you please go into the kitchen and get me something to eat? <laughs> oh, my God. And Georgie goes in and gets him an apple. Then back outside... We see another boat coming up to their dock, and it's their friends, and Paul walks with Anne out over to the dock, similarly to how he was with Fred in the beginning, mm -hmm. and she's looks really stressed and kind of uh, trying to be normal, and he's super... Paul is just relaxed, having fun. He's like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Paul. Oh, are you guys friends? Um, where do you guys live? 
oh, the place no. with the red door. Oh, I love that's such a nice place. Like I love that place, which is not not good. <laughs> you hate to hear it. And after what happened to her with when why doesn't she go like get out of here? Like, I know. Or like call the p- cops. I know. What what else? I mean, I guess she doesn't want him to hurt her more, but like call the cops. We're, he had, we're past that. I know. I, this is I think the moment to do it right here because he doesn't right ha- here. he doesn't have any weapons on him at this time. He's and not, if e- they not call even the, the cops club. now. Mhm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shoulda coulda woulda. They she does she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. But she does kind of do a thing of like um maybe we'll come over for dinner tonight. Like we'll see you tonight kind of trying to set a precedent of like if they don't come if, that they will come and try to find them or find whatever. Them. Yeah. Well, that's smart. Something. Then Paul takes Anne back inside and kind of they basically move the whole family into the living room, shove them all onto a couch, set up other another couch facing it so they're across from each other. So the three family on one couch, two of them facing them. Uh, we see that George's George's leg is all bandaged up and it's bleeding through the trousers. Like, oh. I feel like the bone is maybe like protruded. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, something's causing bleeding. I feel like bleeding doesn't happen unless. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's open. <laughs> and, I, and I think, Sammy, you're correct about that. <laughs> bleeding doesn't happen unless it's open. <laughs> In general. So his leg is very fucked up and they're crying. Georgie's crying and George says to them, can you please stop this? And Paul says, oh, my gosh, that like you're asking. You said, please, like, thank you. It's so much easier when everyone is polite. Like, there's no reason to not be polite. They're just so annoying. That's the thing. (laughs) They're so fucking annoying. It makes it so much worse that they're this annoying. <laughs> yeah, they're just like little shits, they little but shits. they also are sociopathic, probably murderers. Mm-hmm. But man, they're just little shits. They're fucking golf outfits. In their golf yeah, outfits. Disgusting. Yeah, so then he goes to, he says, it's easier when things are polite. Like, let's introduce ourselves. Let's start over. I'm Paul. He holds his hand out for him to shake his hand. George does not shake his hand. And then as he rejects him, they like he grabs and punches her, punches his leg where it's broken (gasps) and like then slams them on top, throws Anne on top of George onto the leg. (laughs) And so then they're all just screaming in pain. And they say, why, why are you doing this? Please tell us why you're doing this. And Paul says, tell them why we're doing this, Toby. Again, <laughs> a, new, a new name change. And Toby said, I guess, Peter, 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 Tom, Toby. Peter, Tom, Toby. <laughs> says, you know, it's hard for me to talk about this. I don't, I don't want to talk about this. Don't make me talk about this. And Paul, Paul's very much the alpha in this duo and says his parents got divorced when he was eight. And Peter starts like 
crying like no no it's not that's not true my, my parents love each other my parents are still together like stop it stop it and oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says and the divorce made him start to do to do drugs and actually i'm a drug addict too and that's why we're breaking in here because we need money to buy drugs because we're both drug addicts little shits yeah they're such little shits and he says yeah peter's peter's parents peter's trailer trash his parents are poor he's just a little white trash kid and uh then says i'm just kidding he's obviously completely filthy rich he's a spoiled little brat and he's always had everything he's ever wanted and basically just like one tail after another they're just mm-hmm. fucking with them Mm-hmm. And then he says, okay, let's make a bet. Mm. And he says, what time is it, Toby? And Toby says, it's eight. And he's like, eight. Okay. So I bet that by eight tomorrow morning, 12 hours from now, you will be kaput. All three of you. <laughs> and they're like crying and try to stand up he pushes him back down he's like no no no. that's the there's that's the bet like we got to make a bet that's the fun that's the fun part you bet that you'll be alive and i'll bet that you'll be dead and they're you know not responding not cooperating and then again he turns straight to camera and says what do you think you're on their side aren't you Ew, ew, ew. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I hate it so much. I, I hate it. I really knew more you guys were going to hate it. I hate oh it more God, than like hate so this. many of the movies we've done. Like, why are they doing this to us? Why would they do this? I don't want this. No, it's like the epitome of men being bad, you know? And I'm taking that straight back to the fucking director. Well, we'll talk Him about doing it. this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's men being bad. We'll talk about it because he knows what he's doing. He's that's that's part of it. I'm sure it is, but I don't like it. <laughs> um, And then <sighs> so that's the bet that they've made. And then he says, uh, uh, Peter says, can you make us something to eat? I am starving. And Paul says, like, Peter, you're disgusting. All you do is eat. You're going to get jelly rolls. And says something, says, like, Anne is going to be disgusted by you if you don't stop eating. She says, look at her. She doesn't have an ounce of fat on her. And and Peter says, I'm not so sure. And now it's like a weird body shaming game, I guess. And Anne stands up to leave because she is insulted. And they grab Georgie and say, we're going to play cat in the bag. And that obviously makes Anne stay. She can't leave while they've got Georgie. They grab a pillowcase, put it over Georgie's head really tight so that it's like you see the shape of his face through the pillow Mm -hmm. as he's like screaming and crying. And they say to Anne, strip like we got to see if you have jelly rolls. Oh, my God. And she is, you know, not going to do it. So so Paul turns to George and is like, tell your wife to strip. 
or like Georgie. They're basically threatening Georgie. Georgie's crying, like scream crying. And they're like, we're going to keep keep him here until you tell her to strip. It was like not so hard. We just want to see if she has jelly rolls. And they make George look at her in the eyes and say, take your clothes off. And they tell him to say, take your clothes off, honey. And he says, take your clothes off. And they say, say, take your clothes off, honey. And they oh make him say God. it again. And oh she is crying and humiliated. And she takes all of her clothes off and stands there naked in front of them. We don't see her naked, but um, they're just looking at her and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, she's in great shape. No jelly rolls. OK, you can put your clothes back on. And she starts getting dressed again. And then they notice that Georgie has peed himself. And so he like pushes Georgie up and is like, get this kid cleaned up. Oh, my God. He's not house trained, this kid. And Georgie in that moment just makes a run for it. I'm so stressed. George attacks, like basically gets in the way of them chasing Georgie. And so is able to give Georgie a head start. Georgie looks like he's about to run out the front door, then instead runs upstairs. Oh. No, what? No. And okay. then the two guys grab Anne and George and basically tie them up. They're like, okay, well, we got to tie you up. Then if you're going to be like this, I guess we're going to have to tie you up. Anne hasn't finished getting dressed yet. She's in her just bra and underwear. They duct tape her ankles and wrists together, her wrists behind her back and her ankles together, like really tight and uh, tied George up too. Peter's finishing tying them up. Paul goes to go look for Georgie. We see that Georgie has climbed out. He's like climbing down the trellis outside. So he did make it outside and he runs through that hole in the fence Mm. to the neighbor's house. And then back in the main house, or back in Anne, with Anne and George, she's crying and says, why don't you just kill us to Peter? Like, why don't you just kill us? And he says, you shouldn't forget the importance of entertainment. Uh, and okay. we see Georgie in, makes it, is like banging on the neighbor's door. They don't answer, but he finds an unlocked door, gets in, sees Paul coming and it's nighttime now by the way it's like okay this is this is nighttime and it's a creepy shot of it's like completely dark outside and you just see his white outfit coming through the through the bushes and so Georgie sees him coming and is trying to hide in this this other big house and then sees a shotgun on the ground and then sees dead bodies of the the neighbors yep yeah Yeah. but georgie grabs that shotgun and he hides in a little corner with the shotgun and paul eventually finds him and says cock it and oh my god georgie cocks it and he says pull the trigger and he pulls it and it doesn't Nothing happens. And he goes, Paul goes, and grabs it from him. (laughs) And then back with Anne and George, we see they're still tied up. I think Paul is, or Peter is watching race car 
the like on TV a race race car race like what a NAS, like a NASCAR, 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 NASCAR thing a race car a race, race. Car race. Yeah. that's what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> um and Paul comes back in with Georgie throws him uh in between his parents he's holding the shotgun now he has the shotgun and we see that he has bullets mm-hmm. and he said they they decide that they're gonna do a eeny meeny miny mo situation and that sounds fun that's a fun game for sure (laughs) he leaves it with peter and says you do eeny meeny miny mo and i'm gonna go eat a snack i'm getting pretty hungry and so we the camera follows with paul as he goes into the kitchen to make himself a snack and we just hear a gunshot and screams from Anne and George. Oh no. And just staying on the camera just stays on Paul as he's eating his snack in the kitchen and we just hear really, really gut wrenching screams and like oh, moans. My. And then we see a blood splatter on the wall, or, or actually on the TV, the NASCAR race, and it's just like kind of whimpering noises and the NASCAR race. And Paul walks in. We don't see him walk in, but he he yells at Peter and he says, he says, you don't kill the kid. You don't kill the kid. That takes away all the suspense. Go, we got to go. We got to get out of here. Uh, OK, we're leaving now. Let's get out of here. See you guys later. Ciao. Bye bye. And we hear the door close behind them. And then the camera, we finally see the the whole room and we see Anne um, with her head down. Uh, we see Georgie's little body in the corner. It is Georgie oh that has God. died. He oh is kind of, he is, um, you don't fully see it. You just see his, like, legs um, from behind a couch or something. And Anne is all tied up, trying to hop. She, she, it's like a very, very prolonged scene. This is a one take. There's no cutting in this scene. It's just her kind of hop try like struggling to get to her feet and trying to hop and she's keeping her head turned away from georgie like she doesn't Mm want to look at him and she Mm -hmm. keeps like falling i think she hits her head pretty hard when she falls once and um eventually makes her way to uh, she goes to the kitchen to go grab a knife she is able to free herself and comes back in the room and her and George kind of hold each other and they're sobbing. You know, I, I'm not feeling like Paul and Peter are just gone. <laughs> so they're really, it's like a very long moment of them, you know, um, mourning. But s- still kind of quickly, they're like, okay, we need to get the fuck out of here. And so, but but he can't really move. His He's not doing well his face is like white um mm-hmm. he's losing blood and um so she is like we got to go we got to go for help and he kind of is crying and he's like you're going to have to go alone like i'm going to slow you down like go get help bring help back and she's crying um she like he's like get get dressed get clothes on get shoes on like you might need to run and she gets out of gets uh, dressed and 
uh, goes for the phone and the phone is on. Oh, they've taken his his truck or his their car, I think, because oh, okay. she's like, where is your cell phone? And he says it was in the car. And okay. so they've taken their car. And so they're trying to get this phone to work. It seems like maybe it's dried out a bit because now it's turning on. She's dialing 911 and it's not ringing. Nothing is happening. So it's just like she gets a she gets a hairdryer. She's started trying to dry it out further. She's maybe this will work. He's like, let me stay here and do that. And like you go run for help. So she like drags him in a chair into the kitchen so that he can be by the plugged in phone. And she hops out of the window to to go look for help oh wait one other horrible thing that happens first oh no (laughs) right before she's she leaves uh she's as she's looking for the hair dryer she opens the door to the living room where georgie is dead she opens it and she just throws up into her hands it's really upsetting she just like instantly she just looks in and vomits oh that's awful god that's awful. Sammy, I hate this. <laughs> I knew I knew you would. They the mm. George and Anne before she leave have a nice moment well it's nice isn't the word, but they're he's like, please forgive me and she's crying and she's like, I love you so much and like they're mm. just kiss and are holding each other and she's like, I love you so much and I'm gonna get us help. Mm. And then she she gets she runs out, she runs through that hole in the fence. And she goes to the neighbor's house. She's like screaming, help, help, help. Which I feel like, don't scream. I didn't like the, didn't like that. I feel like I'd want to be as quiet sneaky. as possible, sneaky as possible. Um, nobody's home at that house. Nobody answers. She's running down kind of a, a long residential street. Um, but everyone's lights are off. It's completely dark. And maybe they're also like empty houses because these are vacation homes. Right. She's walking down the center of the road and she sees headlights coming and she hides, which I feel like is smart. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. (laughs) I feel like that would be an easy thing for a horror movie to do where it's like, help, help. I mean, not that this is going to be too far off of that, but (laughs) she she hides at least. And then at the last minute, when she sees that it's not them, she jumps out and is like, help, help. But they continue driving. Ugh. And so then as she continues walking, then she sees more headlights. And I think this time she's like, well, I can't if I don't tell, like, oh, jump out before. No. <laughs> they're going to pass me. <laughs> um, and but we cut away from that and we go back to. <laughs> okay. We go back to George at the house. He's covering Georgie with a blanket. He's kind Mm -hmm. of hobbled over there and is kind of crying by his body. And then hears something and says, Anne, and is looking into the doorway. And we just see a golf ball roll right into the doorway. Fuck this. And then Paul and Peter are back with Anne. She is God fucking damn it. She is gagged and tied up again. She is like also gagging on the gag. Like she keeps like uh, uh, 
like it's they've just put too much material in her mouth and then they sit them back down and they say okay another game of eeny meeny miny mo time to play again so okay and then says you know we're, they do the they do the eeny meeny miny mo it is selected that it is going to be george to die next and they turn to Anne, and they say okay now we're going to play a, another a game within a game where you get to choose if he's killed with a gun or a knife george says enough like this is enough stop it and he says it's not enough this isn't enough and again turns straight to camera and says do you think it's enough no, you want a real ending, right? You want a pl- proper story development. You want a beginning, a middle, and an end. Boo! <laughs> I, boo! I know, it's really just, I, I feel like this movie is just like a big fuck you to horror fans. Yeah. Like, how dare you be want to be complicit in people's, like, mm-hmm. pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. What an asshole! <laughs> so, he says to Anne, okay, uh, you have to admit I'm being very generous by letting you decide if he if he's killed by a quick and almost painless death by a big gun or a horrible slow death by a tiny little knife. And he he and is like, I won't do it. Um, and so he stabs George in the leg. George starts screaming and he says, that's a preview of what the knife one will be like. So what I want you to do is um, think of a prayer, any prayer, and if you can recite the prayer perfectly, um, you get to choose how he dies. And that, like, that'll mean God is on your side, and you get to choose how he dies. And uh, Anne is crying and says, I don't know, I don't know any prayers. And they're like, oh, that's a surprise. Like, like you're rich. This house, like you, most people around here are, you know, religious. This is surprising. You don't know a single prayer. Toby, do you know prayer? And Toby says, I love you, God, with all my might. Keep me safe all through the night. <laughs> and he says, that's too short, Toby. It's too short. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, we don't know another one either. So if you can say that. If you can say, I love you, God, with all my might, keep me safe all through the night, then you get to choose how George dies. And she says, I love you, God, with all my might. He's like, no, 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 that's too quiet. You got to really do it. You got to, I got to believe it. You got to, you got, you're talking to God right now. I got to hear you. And makes her get down on her knees. And she's really sobbing. And she says, I love you, God, with all my might, keep me safe all through the night. And he starts clapping. He says, bravo, bravo. And says, now all you have to do is say it backwards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm just done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> done. I'm out. <laughs> and as he says, now you just have to say it backwards. She lunges for the shotgun grabs it and shoots Peter in the chest. He flies across the room. Paul jumps up like, oh, fuck. And is like uh, looking at Peter's dead body and says, no, 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 no. Where's the remote? Where's the remote? And goes digging through couch cushions and finds the remote, presses rewind, 
the movie rewinds. We go right back to that prayer. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. <laughs> and, uh, and then we get to the same point in the movie where she lunges. He now lunges first, grabs it, gets, gets it first, says, you shouldn't have done that, Anne. And say goodbye to Georgie. And then shoots Georgie, or I mean George. And looks very defeated and they they pick her up it's the sun is rising now it's getting to be morning and they take her onto the sailboat sit her down and she she's across from them they're both in like yellow raincoats <laughs> and she sees that the knife has fallen in the in the bottom of the boat like right next to her and she kind of like sneakily goes to pick it up to cut. She starts trying to cut her. Uh, it, she's tied up again. Uh, so she's trying to free herself. And Paul notices and says, now that's what I call an Olympic spirit. Kicks the knife out of the way. Mo they move her to sit in between them. And he says, okay. Uh, Paul says, what's the time, Peter? And Peter says, it's after eight. And he's like, oh, my God, already? And he says, yeah. And so <laughs> uh, Paul shoves Anne into the water. She's tied up, just pushes her backwards into the water, says, ciao, Bella. And they go off on the boat. And we see them dock at another dock. And it's this cottage with the red door that we had heard about earlier. They knock on the door. It's really early in the morning, and the woman that we saw talking to the talk that had come on the sailboat earlier opens and is like, what, what's going on? And he's like, oh, you probably don't remember me, do you? We, we met yesterday. I'm so sorry to bother you this early. Anne sent me. We just need some eggs for an omelet. And that's the end of the movie. Oh my god. I look so mad. Oh my god, I'm so mad. <laughs> I I'm very upset. Mm. I'm so upset. I thought you might be. Also, I'm sorry, so they just never sleep and just murder constantly. I know, and I do like that they are at least hungry a lot. They make a lot of reference to like them being hungry and, need That's and needing true, to snack. That's just constantly. <laughs> I kind of, like, there is something that was more scary about it until they threw in that little, like, rewind part. Like, the rewind part makes it feel like a fantasy yeah. that's existing in an alternate universe. Um, which obviously he's like clearly trying to make a point and it's like, oh, look at this point I'm making. Right. Uh -huh. And it's like, fuck you, dude. It's super masturbatory of you. Like, who cares? But like. Well, but imagine, Henley, though, if he did it twice. <laughs> I know. Is it, do you still feel that way? That's so embarrassing for this guy. Um, but yeah, there's something that was, almost, that was truly worse about it when it felt like it existed in like a universe that we exist right. in, too. Right. Right. Um, I agree. Because the idea of just like senseless murders, because you can kind of see all of this actually happening in real life. Well, like you can see. So it's that's kind part of the trivia believable. that I wasn't I didn't say because I thought it was kind of spoilery. So this is the second time Michael Pitt has played a character inspired by the real life murder murderers, Leopold and Loeb. 
So there were like rich, I don't know, Harvard white guy students that like were psychopaths and did murder somebody. The second time he's done this? The second time Michael Pitt has played this character. He's very good at it. (laughs) I feel like... The other one I think was Murder by Numbers. I think I saw murder by number or i saw one movie where he's a serial killer and it's like he's trying to complete like the perfect crime yeah that's murder by numbers i think but maybe i'm thinking of the wrong one i don't know but i just remember being super creeped out by michael pitt i find him to be extremely creepy creepy. as a human being i mean he's been typecast to be one specific murderer (laughs) literally literally the same murderer and so Naomi Watts died for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because she was tied up. Yeah. I was really thinking. Also, what does she have to live for, honestly? No, she doesn't have anything to live for. That's true. I, well, I was shocked that the kid was killed. I know that's kind of the point, mm-hmm. but like that was shocking and surprising. I will say that this movie was very surprising mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end. And I appreciate that about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else I hated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember not liking it that much the first time I saw it, but I actually liked it more this time. It's, it's, it's so dark. It's, it's very funny in a very dark way. Um, And yeah, I mean, Michael Haneke is obviously, it was supposed to be a critique of American audiences hunger for violence. Um, And so all of the violence actually occurs off camera for the most part. And so that's interesting. It's not, it's not gory. Um, so it's just making you a participant in the, you know, torture basically without satiating your wanting to see gore. I don't know. I, I haven't thought enough about this, but there is an interesting thing about horror audiences of, Wanting to see the blood? Wanting to see that. Mm. I don't... (sighs) Yeah, Emily. Emily, is this worse than Event Horizon for you? Or like the same or not as bad? It's different. It's different. It's worse in in some ways. It's worse in that I'm like... Angrier at it. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I'm just sort of like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Like, how dare you And I make think a lot movie? of people felt that way, and that's why this movie has pretty bad reviews. Because it's also, because he, he, he put the thing in where it's like, no, you don't like it because I made it for you to not like it. No, I just don't <laughs> like it. I just hate it. Fuck you. You don't make me hate it. I hate it because it sucks. I hate what you're doing. It's creepy and gross. And it's not your, cho- you didn't choose it. Fuck you. <laughs> you got a real. Who do you think you are? You got a real bone to pick with Michael Haneke. I got a bone to pick. Well, it feels like he's trying to make like this moral argument in a way. Where I it's think like, he very much is. Yeah. Well, it's like, hey, bitch, you still you made still this fucking it. creepy movie. Right, right. This is your movie that you did twice. So what <laughs> point are you trying to make right now? Because you did this. Yeah. He doesn't have any ground to stand on. That's the problem is he's trying to make this big moral point And but he doesn't have any he hasn't gained any respect from the audience yet. And so it's like. 
people aren't going to just this man I was going to say he's not on our podcast. He's not here to defend himself and I don't know. He is not I don't know enough. He's not here. About Well, I mean maybe some people feel differently. I bet people feel differently about it. I think it. he's a very very good director. I love a lot of his other films and I think he Yeah, does, what else does he Um do? he did Cachet and The White Ribbon. They're very like film schooly films and um he did uh, a more which was which won an Oscar, I think. Uh, oh, good for you! <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> How many times have I said I hate it? Uh, that would be a good uh, drinking game for this podcast. How many times did I say mm-hmm. I, hate I hate it, it. throughout this podcast? <laughs> mm-hmm. A thousand mm-hmm. times. Take a shot every time me or Henley go. No. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, no, I no. I definitely appreciate that it's doing something different and surprising. I will just say that again. I'll reiterate that. I liked it. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I don't um, like it. I knew you wouldn't. I really knew. I knew it in my bones. I was <laughs> like, they're going to really hate this one. Uh, but I decided that home invasion is my favorite subgenre of horror. I love home invasion oh. movies. I think they're interesting i really like okay. them okay i like the simplicity I... of them and i like that it's all kind of d- dialogue heavy i mean they mm-hmm. can certainly be bad don't get me wrong but when they're done well and when they do something a little bit different because obviously there's you know not too much to be invented within a, a home but i feel like yeah I think I think I agree with you. I actually I I think I like hearing about not watching. I think I like hearing about like kind of like how I liked hearing about the invitation so much. Mm -hmm. I like hearing about home invasion movies because it is all about like relationship dynamics Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm Probably would be the scariest for me to watch is something like that. Yeah, that's the other other thing is that it's the most kind of realistic thing mm-hmm. yeah and that would be really it's hard. where you're watching the movie it's like literally taking your safe space and making it the scene of the crime and mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> i also have a lot and throughout my life but recently too i've been having a lot of home invasion nightmares mm. um interesting that's not fun i used to have those a lot when i was a kid too really yeah where i'd have i'd have nightmares where i'd have to like find a hiding place in my house <gasps> i have a lot of nightmares where i have to flee a space mm. hmm. Mm. and the whole the nightmare is like running for, to a place and then that place isn't safe and running to another place and then that place isn't safe and then mm. running to mm. i just have that teeth dream over and over just, <laughs> just my teeth falling out i have it so much that i know that it's a dream when it's happening and i'll be like oh you're having the teeth dream again but then, oh, I'll, man. but then I'll convince myself in the dream. I'm like, no, this time it's real. <laughs> I've had that too. Oh, no. I'll be in a dream, and be like, thank God, this is a dream, and be like, just what? Well, I guess not, because I already had that thought, and I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dreams are so weird. Very mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Wow. What? Uh, your guys, your that's going to be a, a favorite for you. I can really tell. Your big funny games heads. Yeah. Hell no. Mm-hmm. I give it a C minus. Oh, that's. Better than I thought. Given an F. Yeah, that's what I was more imagining. <laughs> Give it an F. Should we do the creepy Peter Toby? Peter Toby Tom. Um, has Tom voice. Yeah, a little whisper voice. A polite. Little whisper, Thank you so much whisper. for listening. 
That is what、Thank、they would、you. say. Just being extra polite. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> hey everyone! Thanks for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. This is Henley, and I might have hated this movie, but I actually really loved getting to hear about it. If you did too, head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can rate, review, and subscribe. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSTW Podcast. Leave us a comment, drop us a line. We always love to hear from you. We might have mentioned it once or twice already, but we also now have a Patreon. If you go to Patreon.com/TSTWPodcast, you can sign up. We are now doing two bonus episodes per month for Tony Collette's Inner Circle. This month, we're discussing Shutter's history of slasher films and the movie Psycho. Super excited to do those. Okay, thanks for listening to the bitter end. Love you so much. Talk to you next week.